I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> and this week we're talking about cleaning. Hooray. Do you actually feel that way? What? I hate it so much. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of sarcastic, right? Oh, okay. We're doing it because if we don't do it now, it won't be like a spring cleaning episode. It will just be an awkward middle of summer cleaning episode. <laughs> no one will want it. Which, like, you should also probably clean it at least a couple times over the summer, but. That's true. It's not as catchy. But people are, like, thinking now about how to revitalize their cleaning, don't you think? That's what the people want you to think. That's true. The spring cleaning association. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how spring cleaning started. That might be a good thing to factor. I mean, I can imagine how, but I don't know, like, the official history of the term. What's your hypothesis? Well, back in the olden days, <laughs> when it was too cold to actually leave your abodes, probably made sense that come springtime you'd air everything out and like Mm -hmm. dust out stuff and actually clean stuff i feel that way a little bit right now like not in the olden days too like i can't wait until we can open the windows Mm. so it's not mad stuffy in here yeah i mean i think elements of that still exist i'm trying to think now i was sparked on this whole journey by Young House Love has a podcast, which like obviously isn't surprising. And I wonder if this episode of their podcast was a spring episode. I guess I'll go back and look at that too. But they interviewed Melissa Maker, who has a book called Clean My Space. And she also runs a cleaning company in Toronto. But Yeah. And I was really excited about listening to this episode because they were like, we're going to teach you how to clean everything. It's going to be so cool and good. And I was like, oh man, maybe if I just like learn these things, I'm going to like cleaning more because I'll be better at it and it'll be easier. I remember you. I remember this now. Carry on. Yeah. That wasn't the case. No. I got her book from the library. I like did the whole thing. Um, And really, I mean, her book is good, but... It was the way my mom has always cleaned. And so the way that I know how to clean was just like this way that she was talking about. I will say that this was maybe the first step of our like green slash sustainable journey. Mm. Because it was in this book that it really clicked for me to like make your own cleaning products. Um, She has all of the recipes in her book, most of which we use. I can share our... uh, like general cleaning recipe. I think I've already shared that in show notes once, but I'll do that again. Um, And then I'll link her book so that people can go get the other recipes. I don't want to copy her recipes. Mm. But I liked that about it. Her thing was like all of the people who work for her cleaning company all carry these like homemade cleaners because there's no need to be like spraying bleach in your kitchen because you don't live in a hospital. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um... So I thought that was really cool, and that was kind of like the first step in the change of the way that we clean was making our own cleaning products. And really, I just did that because like I hate spending money on things that I'm not excited about getting, and so <laughs> spending $6 on Windex was like the least exciting thing to me in the world. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, these are significantly cheaper. They're just vinegar and borax, most of them. Yeah, it's usually some combination of vinegar, water, dish soap, like those basic things. Things that are already around your kitchen. Yeah, so they're great. And they honestly work just as well, I feel. I think my disappointment in cleaning most of the time is that you watch like a Scrubbing Bubbles ad on TV and they spray the shit and then all the caked on junk comes off with like one swipe and that's not how it is in real life. Well, that is TV magic, Jordan. Well, (laughs) I know that. but magic. I'm just saying I was sitting around waiting for the magic to be real and like consistently disappointed by that not being the case. So like, yeah, of course vinegar works exactly the same because these products are all garbage. (laughs) Scrubbing Bubbles. More like scrubbing lies. <laughs> yeah, TV is full of lies, so we might as well just like rub vinegar everywhere. Is the moral of the story? Yeah, well, yeah. Plus, you're—I think we've talked about this before. You're like super sketched out by chemicals and like standing on chemicals and inhaling chemicals, which is not inappropriate. All right. Yes. I'll, <laughs> I would like to footnote that by saying that I'm not super sketched out by all of them. So, divvying up tasks is our next point of conversation so okay. i might as well jump into it so my task is clean the bathroom because i just don't care i've taught special <laughs> education classrooms for so long now that like really no bodily fluids bother me okay well we'll come back to this because i have a point about this but i know you're trying to make a separate point so you uh, should make your separate point first so when using especially the like tile cleaner just like in there cleaning the shower and running the water and scrubbing that eh, just like i hate just inhaling that and it's not necessarily a paranoia thing because i know all those products are tested and should be safe to a degree and i'm not like inhaling straight bleach but it's just like nauseating to me i just don't like it um and then these homemade ones that we use i mean they just smell like vinegar because that's primarily what's in them and so it's a much gentler experience for lack of a better description right now i don't know that cleaning is necessarily a gentle experience but ah, it's a little easier on the nose a little less like nauseating and like dizzying for me because when you're down there you're like really in it you know Uh, i think in in your defense i don't think that those companies have to disclose what's in their product or test it to be safe for humans so like i don't think you're wrong necessarily um I just had never thought about it before. I was like, oh, this is Windex. This should be fine, you know? Yeah. And my drive to do the homemade ones were, was, like, solely to save money because I'm cheap and hate spending money on that stuff. The thing about doing up tasks is that I used to, with a roommate, divvy up tasks in such a way that someone would do the kitchen and the surfaces, which was like the floor and stuff. And someone else would do the bathroom because the bathroom is always the worst part. And we switched off. And so I started that here and then we just kind of like never switched off. Mm. So if you wanted to, we could we could switch. But you hate doing the floors. I, yeah, I do hate doing the floors. I mean, I, yeah. And that's why I always do the floors. Not because I'm deeply offended by like scrubbing the toilet or something. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> anyway, so we have kind of like a general purpose cleaner that we use for a lot of stuff. And then we have a tub and tile cleaner. Mm-hmm. And that's the recipe from um, the Clean My Space book. 
And then we just ran out of Windex, so we made a glass cleaner as well that's from the Clean My Space book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Windex bottle lasts. I mean, we don't have a lot of windows. We only have the one bathroom area that we really clean. So yeah, that lasts forever. Whenever we get our giant mirror, that might start going a little faster. <laughs> and then that one time we did that like grout scrubbing thing. Oh, yeah. Which was cool but that one you can't like keep around you have to mix it up and then immediately use it i think it was just baking soda mixed with like vinegar or water or something yeah sounds about right it, basically all cleaning products <laughs> i feel like i did like vinegar baking soda and some other shit yeah but the reason we don't do that every time is because we have to like mix it up every time that we've been talking about doing that again. yeah it also be too, like you don't want to do like your grout shit every single time. It's just like too much. That's what I'm saying. Cleaning is so fucking tedious, and like as soon as you do it, everything is in a state of getting dirty again. <laughs> I realize you have to do it, but like I don't know. I feel feels about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It. It's hard. I mean, it's not actually hard. But it feels like, especially in a smaller space, you notice things get yeah get dirty faster. Maybe that's not true. Maybe everyone notices things get dirty at the same pace. But it feels maybe easier to see the progression in a smaller space. Like in our previous episode, we were discussing the fact that people have rooms they never go in except to clean. That's not so much the case here. We're everywhere all the time, and so things are necessarily getting dirty. And as we go back and forth between those spaces, it's pretty easy to see them get progressively dirtier and then eventually just like, oh man, it's been two weeks, gotta do the thing. <laughs> so the cleaning products were kind of our first foray and it was more of like out of just like NUI that wow. we did that. What a word. And literally we went to Target and I just bought like the only plastic spray bottle they sell at Target. <laughs> Remember that time... <laughs> I tried I, we we bought one and we did like the general cleaning solution and that went really well and we went back and tried to buy another one and I took it up to the uh counter and they were like oh this isn't for sale this is just like something that our cleaning crew like left out accidentally and I was like okay but can I have it though because I need it <laughs> and they wouldn't sell it to me and I had to like buy one on Amazon it has an odd time it makes me wonder if the other one that you bought actually was just one that was left out. I mean, it, it was like Target brand, though. I, and, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not necessarily not a cleaning team they would use. I don't know. It was funny, though. It was a trip. They sold me one, but, like, never another. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so at first we just, like, got those plastic spray bottles and we're going about our business. But then we went on this, like, whole sustainability kick. Because forever and ever and ever, my mom was like, oh, my God, you should get reusable Swiffer pads. You should get reusable Swiffer pads. And I was like, Mom, like, you can use a reusable Swiffer pad and then go down the hall and throw it in the washing machine and then do a load that's only your reusable Swiffer pads. And, like, then you're done. But we can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So we were using paper towels to clean, and that was getting, like just too much we were throwing away so many paper towels and they were like so soggy and it was so weird so many yeah and we started feeling bad about it and so that's why we started doing the reusable paper towels mm. that we talked about before and i can link them again 
And that's been interesting. We reviewed them shortly after we started using them. And I think we had cleaned once with them. Mm. And it went fine. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's still going fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should go back to using paper towels. Mm -mm. We did buy a few microfiber cloths. Mm -hmm. Have we used those yet? Mm -mm. Why did you want those? I think for the glass in particular. Mm. Yeah, the... Clean My Space book recommended microfiber cloths, and the reason we didn't get them. So the reason that I wanted them, okay. now that I recall. So the one beef I have with the bamboo reusable paper towels is they get kind of clumpy. and The stuff, towel does itself? Yeah, like stuff sticks to them quite mm, easily. Yeah. They're just like fine cleaning surfaces, and then you can wash them off, you can do the thing. But if you're using them to clean the glass like the mirror surface and the window surface you don't really want clumps of stuff left behind because then that just like defeats the purpose of cleaning off the glass in the first place so i was interested in the microfiber cloths to make the glass cleaning a little more seamless so we have a few of those but we haven't tried it yet right i would say in an update that in order to get the bamboo paper towels to work really effectively for cleaning and then to become clean again. After we clean with them, we wash them in the sink to get like, like you were saying, the clumps of stuff, like all the crumbs off. And then we throw them in the wash to actually clean them. It sounds particularly gross and maybe it is a little gross. Everybody has crumbs though. Yeah. No, I know, but I feel like maybe it is a little i don't know maybe it is a little gross maybe not i mean it, i don't mind it and we've gotten used to it now but i feel like there's a certain sort of ease to not having to worry about crumbs that get stuck when you just throw away the paper towel you know i mean yeah that's why they invented paper towels because before they had paper towels everyone was just doing this shit and it kind of sucked yeah <laughs> i think kind of like we were talking about in our like ego episode all of this stuff takes more maintenance than just wiping the thing and throwing it away right um why that's better for us i actually really don't know maybe it's not maybe we're just like delusional another way delusional i mean i think ego wise it's nice money wise i think the stuff is paid for itself we were going through a roll of paper towels every time we cleaned and it's not like paper towels are expensive by any means we were buying the 99 cent ones but buying a 99 cent roll every couple weeks i mean like a couple bucks a month three bucks a month and then month on month on month and these we've reused at least what four or five months now yeah so that's like 15 bucks right there alone like i don't know and i think over time i mean they're not showing any sign of breaking down they get clumpy but they're still in good condition so i imagine we'll have them for a while longer it just kind of makes sense. I mean, I before we had talked about bamboo, I've been interested in just getting cleaning rags, like slop towel style, which is something that we could use to wipe up with. Um, yeah, I wonder if... I'd seen towels recommended as well. I wonder if that would be better. For some reason, that feels grosser to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Something about the fact that the bamboo ones are like the texture of paper towels... It's better for me emotionally. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's wrong or not. Like, I would say the microfiber cloths are definitely for glass cleaning. Like, I don't want them to get crumbly. <laughs> I don't know. Fair. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fair. 
But also we did get reusable Swiffer pads mm. because we were about to be out of Swiffer pads. Mm-hmm. And something else that was in the Clean My Space book, she was saying, you know, if you're using a Swiffer and you're getting that like stickiness in your floor right after you Swiffer, it's because the Swiffer pad is like too wet by design mm. and it's leaving your floors wet and that makes them sticky. And so what you should really do is use like a reusable Swiffer pad and just spray your all-purpose cleaner wow. and like in front of you and then just like Swiffer it up. Why are Swiffers too wet by design? Well, I think that like we buy the ones that are just wet. So like rather than having a wet jet, you know, where you like spray the stuff and then you wipe it up with a dry Shh. towel, um, ours doesn't have that spray function. So mm-hmm. it like they just soak Swiffer pads in their cleaning juice and like ship them to you and they I would imagine make them a little too wet so that if they dry out during that process it's not mm. a huge deal. That makes sense. Plus it's like all of that wetness being released at once. It's not like a it's not like you can spray it where you want. It's just like on the right. swiffer. Huh. Um so it starts off really wet and then it like gets drier as you continue to use it. So I'm excited to try this um, reusable swiffer pad thing. I mean, I think we're going to have a similar situation. It's going to be like slightly more tedious because now we're going to have to spray and then swiffer. But I also don't feel great spending $12 a box on swiffer pads. So Yeah, those things are wicked expensive. So expensive. And I never buy the off-brand ones. And I know that's stupid also, but I never trust those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's going to save us money in the long run as well, which is exciting. What a revolutionary technology, Swiffer. Yeah, I mean, I've had a Swiffer my whole adult life. I've never owned a mop. Yeah, I remember seeing the ads when they came out. Oh, yeah, I remember when they came out, too, and, like, moms were like, what? What is this? (laughs) My mom used to scrub her floors on her hands and knees. That was, like, her preferred method of doing it. I I think my foot, I think we just had carpets, and then we moved... What about in the kitchen and stuff? I don't know about the kitchen. We didn't have carpet in the kitchen. Uh, maybe. I think we might have a mop. I was pretty young in that house. And then when we moved, by the time we moved to the other house, I think Swiffers had been out. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had a Swiffer. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember what what we did in the kitchen. Maybe there was a mop. Now that I think about it, I believe that my grandma's house definitely had a mop <laughs> i was there um i remember that i remember that's in the basement uh yeah weird thinking about like how fast that's been adopted yeah because like, think... it's like it's insanely better yeah like we think about everyone always talks about computer technology especially in digital technology in the term of that time frame but man Swiffer, <laughs> such a simple fucking tool that now like the entire like middle class on up just uses and it's just like i don't even know if people growing up in that economic bubble on up know what a mop is like if kids yeah like if a kid from suburbia saw a mop it would probably look foolish you know <laughs> I've also never seen it like an off-brand Swiffer. They have no competition. You just like have to buy the Swiffer. That's true. I wonder. Maybe they just got like a super patent. Yeah, maybe. It's weird that they're off-brand pads, though. Yeah. 
but that the actual tool itself is well they're always like target brand or like rite aid brand or like some place that already sells the swiffer mm. but yeah you never see like a target brand swiffer it's just the pads i guess the from, juice and stuff from the juice i guess as for <laughs> <laughs> the juice I guess from a business standpoint, it doesn't really matter if people don't buy your pads because if they have to buy like your device in the first place, like you would want people to buy your pads for that to continue. But like, oh, you don't think they make more money from the pads than they do from the device? I don't know. I because I, I think the point. actual device is only like thirty bucks. Oh, maybe they do make more money from the pads. Though I think that like we don't have a wet jet because that shit was definitely more expensive. I don't even know what that is. Is that like a? So our Swiffer, you just put the wet pad on, right? Yeah. And then you can oh, also... Oh, the wet jet is like the shooter? Yeah, the yeah, one that yeah, sprays the junk out of it. Yeah. I've had one before. Junk juice. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, I think it's called cleaning solution or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've had one before. I don't know where it is now. Hmm. And Lost. it was fine, but... Lost forever. Then you have to buy the juice as well, and that's expensive. Hmm. So yeah, we're going to see how I feel about like walking around with the spray bottle and spraying and then doing the reusable Swiffer pads, but... Report back next spring. Yeah. And then the other thing we just started doing was we needed another spray bottle for the glass cleaner. And now, unlike when we started, I'm more conscious about like plastics and buying plastics and stuff like that. So I wanted to get glass ones, and these are all over Pinterest. You see the like amber glass or the blue glass or the clear glass, and you like get the spray bottles, and they all match, and then you make the cute little like labels for them and stuff like that. So I started looking at those, and it seems like all the ones on Amazon, even though they're branded differently, are like made by the same company, and all of the reviews said that the heads break. So hmm. like, I was gonna buy these glass bottles, but they were gonna come with all these sprayer heads that were gonna break immediately. I wasn't willing to risk it. Something kind of dark about only the heads breaking. <laughs> well, the heads are the plastic part, too. Like, you yeah. can't get non-plastic, like, sprayer heads, you know? Mm. Um, and so I started looking around to see if people were DIYing them, and I came across this cool DIY. Hopefully I can find it again so I can put it in the show notes about just using, like, vinegar bottles. Mm to turn them into spray bottles and using the spray heads from stuff that you already have. So like when the Windex bottle died, I took that sprayer head off and we bought a glass vinegar bottle mm -hmm. and like white vinegar comes in plastic for like 99 cents. And I think we bought the glass one for like three bucks or something. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, which we should probably just be doing anyway to be better citizens of the world, but here we are. And you use all the vinegar to make the different cleaning products. So mm -hmm. we did that, and then we had the empty bottle, and then we poured the vinegar back into it to make the glass cleaner. And at this point, I became really concerned because the DIY was like, oh yeah, like most spray heads will fit on a vinegar bottle. And I was like, oh man, we just like <laughs> put all of this solution into this bottle. What if the spray head doesn't fit? Uh, but then it totally fit and everything was fine. So we could feasibly make like cute labels for ours. I just literally wrote on the vinegar label. <laughs> yeah, I don't really need to make labels. Um, I mean, I feel the need a little bit to take the vinegar label off. Maybe, but that's a problem for another time. Yeah, I think I was, it's going to be more trouble than it's worth. 
I was pretty stoked on the DIY and I thought it was like a really good solution because a solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a funny science joke. Thanks. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes like in an effort to be more sustainable, I end up buying more stuff and sometimes that helps, right? Like with when we buy something that's reusable or something like that, but like I didn't need to, to buy new glass bottles in order to recycle a bunch of vinegar bottles, you right. know? Yeah. And so I, it was cool to get to reuse that thing that it came in in the first place and just have it be like super useful. Mm -hmm. And it was probably cheaper than the plastic bottles that I bought, honestly. That would say definitely the like $3 at most vinegar bottle. I think those plastic bottles are like $9.99 or some shit. Yeah, I definitely paid way more than I wanted to and felt bad about it. But now it's kind of like, are we going to switch our old cleaning products into vinegar bottles or are we just going to hold on to the plastic forever? Like, what are we going to do there? I don't know. That's up in the air. Yeah. Because one of the things about like, once you have plastic, like the plastic isn't going to break. Nothing is going to happen to those spray bottles, you know, mm -hmm. unless someone like maliciously punctures them well. in a sabotage situation. <laughs> I would be vicious. <laughs> so yeah, that's also a problem for another time. But I've I liked that DIY. I thought it was cool. Yeah, agreed. The other thing is, I bought this vacuum, um, like forever ago, before we moved in together, and I think it might have been seventy five dollars, and it was the cheapest one that they had at. Bed Bath & Beyond that wasn't a dustbuster. Because mm -hmm. I had a dustbuster vacuum before, and that was a sad time. This one, I think, is a Bissell, but I don't really remember. We can fact check that a little bit. And it's been good. I've liked it for the money. It's been, like, a, a decent vacuum. There's nothing wrong with it. So you've gotten $75 out of it just in our time together. Oh, definitely. Like. But... I've been starting to read reviews and like hear positive things about cordless vacuums. Mm -hmm. And that's really intriguing to me because I never thought that the cord was that much of a hindrance, you know, like it's a really long cord. I can vacuum the whole apartment from one plug. Mm -hmm. um, but people are saying that it like makes them so much more maneuverable and that it makes it really fast Dude. to vacuum. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, it's not like it doesn't take a long time to vacuum, but I'd like it to take less time. So I'm like very much interested in the cordless vacuums. They're kind of expensive, though, and kind of on the like theme of plastic never going bad. Like nothing's wrong with that vacuum and it's probably never going to break now that I've voiced my desire to replace it. Ha. And so <laughs> it feels kind of silly to like go out and buy a new several hundred dollar vacuum when our seventy five dollar vacuum is like doing fine and just making me kind of sad yeah i don't have much of an opinion i don't use it too often besides times when i take the initiative to clean it all i also wish we could get a roomba but i kind of feel like probably roombas are really oversold and don't actually vacuum that well but it would be sweet if you could just have a little robot vacuum for you and you never had to yeah i'll have to look into it anyone out there with roombas feel free to let us know yeah. What's up with them? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Are they going to take over? <laughs> I wouldn't even be that mad if it took over, if that meant it cleaned the whole fucking apartment. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you remember that um, 
that Disney Channel original movie, Smart House. No, but you talk about it all the time. Yeah, it was really impactful for me. The dad, like, and his kids move into this house that's, like, has a central control panel and the house does everything for them and it, like, kind of becomes their mom, but then it, like, locks them inside and tries to kill them, kind of, because it loves them too much. Whenever uh-huh. people tell me that the robots are going to take over, that's what I think of. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, tying into this a little bit is laundry, I think. I don't know that I hate laundry as much as I hate cleaning. I do hate the laundromat. Mm. Um, but we wanted to talk about laundry a little bit. We've talked about like some of the sustainable things we do for laundry, so less about that. But I think in terms of divvying up the thing... Remember when we moved in together and we felt that like the most equitable thing to do would be for us to like do laundry together, to like go to the laundromat together and then fold our laundry together. Yeah. So it, we would like both, we, it would have to be a time that we were like both here and we could both do the laundry and it was like a chore we did together. And I hate going to the laundromat. So like I would have anxiety about that as it was happening and you hate folding clothes. Mm -hmm. So you would be like mad about that while it was happening. And then one day for seemingly no reason, we like suddenly realized that it didn't have to be that way, Mm -hmm. that it could be like equitable and normal. And like, you could just go to the laundromat and then I could fold all the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty seamless. Not much really to say about it beyond that. Yeah, I just felt that we had to say that on the podcast that like it that to be equitable, it does not have to be like the same, you Mm. know. Wow, wow, (laughs) deep shit. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like laundry is one of those things that gets really loaded and like really gendered and really like emblematic of deeper issues in the relationship. You know, it's probably true. Um, and I feel like maybe you weren't even thinking about it that much, but I was thinking about it a little bit of like, oh, if we keep doing this together, then like, we will both have done our part. Mm. And so it was fairly revolutionary like, for me to like, be like, oh, we can each do our part and we can do separate parts <laughs> because some of us like some parts and some of us like the other, or like some of us don't abhor some parts and some of us don't abhor the other. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the laundromat. Figure it out. It's like a fun little social game. It gives me anxiety to, like, have your clothes in the wash and to know they have to go in the dryer, but to see that there are no available dryers and just to, like, have to negotiate that sort of awkwardness. Just gotta wait. You know I can't do that, though. You know it's physically impossible for me to be waiting in a public space. <laughs> Dude. And to, like, have to, like, read the other people to see if they're going to, like, cut in front of you because they're, like, really uh, vicious. No, <laughs> like... You just got to claim, you just got to let people know this is the goddamn dryer. <laughs> see, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm glad that you are the person who has to negotiate that. And then I just fold it all when it comes back. Yeah. Also about laundry, though, considering drying rack, we'll continue to hang our shit off the doors. Yes, so now that we're doing more of a sustainable thing, and especially, like, I'm getting more, um, like, delicate clothing. Uh-huh. Not delicate in the way that I wear it, but, like, they are considered delicate. You to delicate. be washed on delicate. Yes. <laughs> um, 
we have more and more stuff that doesn't go in the dryer. And so at first it would be like a couple things and we would hang them on the doors or we would hang them on the headboard and footboard of the bed. And now we don't have a footboard <laughs> and our headboard is made of wood so we can't put wet things on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doors are getting full really fast, especially now that we have towels that don't go in the dryer. We used to be able to put our towels in the dryer. So yeah, we... What episode was it that we said we didn't want a drying rack? I don't know. But we lied because maybe we do want a drying rack. Yeah, it's just becoming untenable. Well, it's hard to know, right? It is, is so it, hard to is know. Is the drying rack just going to take up space and, like, it's going to be useful? Or is it going to feel the same as having should hang off the doors? Right. Maybe it'll feel a little more purposeful to have the drive but it feels like the only real uh, maybe the bedroom but it feels like the drying rack's gonna have to be in the middle of the living room anyway oh definitely it'd have to be in the middle of the living room so like is is that worth it is it worth just keeping things on the doors and not buying an extra thing and spending the money and having a thing if it's gonna feel sloppy in the middle of the living room anyway to it's a hard to know hard trade-offs I think it's one of those things where you just have to wait until you're so irritated that you can't not do it you know what I mean like, we have to get to the point where I'm, like, screaming because the doors are, like, knocking into each other and you can't walk anywhere and, like, towels are falling on your head. Um, and then we'll know that it's time to get the drying rack. Yeah, or we could just start drying on delicate, start drying on a... Yeah, we could try that. Low, you know. I think my hesitancy toward that is that, like, the things that... Um, require that sort of drying are slightly more expensive than their like hot dry counterparts Mm. and so if something were to go wrong i would feel pretty sad that we had just ruined like the nicer towels or the nicer like clothing or something like that Mm -hmm. but if you want to try it with a bunch of your stuff by all means okay yeah i mean maybe i feel a little bit like something's got to give <laughs> we have too much shit that can't go in the dryer. It's getting absurd. This is the part of our podcast that like really isn't aspirational. It's just <laughs> us like being like, yeah, this lifestyle kind of sucks, but I don't think it sucks. I mean, they definitely like. I mean, it's just there's bumps, you know. Yeah. You don't like switch your switch your lifestyle without some learning curves. I feel like we just have some learning curves. We bought a lot of shit that's a little more sustainable and a little nicer made but then in turn throwing it all into one dryer in a new york city laundromat isn't the way that lifestyle (laughs) goes you know like so it's just a learning curve of how to navigate it you know if we had if we lived in a situation where we had our own machines then they would probably have a setting that we would feel comfortable doing these delicates on but as it is yeah, maybe I will try it with like some of my older, nicer, like that old. Well, now it's old. My old turtleneck. Give that a whirl mm-hmm. on like a low tumble setting and see if it gets fucked up. You know, that's yeah. also pretty big on me now. So if it shrinks a little bit, it's not a big deal. And see if that survives, and then go from there. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> One item at a time. Yeah, kind of. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment Twenty Six. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.